What do you say? You'll have to listen back. <laughs> oh, is it recording? <laughs> what? what are you doing? I'm just watching. I'm making some food, I'm just man. sitting here staring at your pants drying on the on the thing. I'm sorry, man. I, listen, I got it's home really late. It's great. I didn't get a chance to eat. Every now and then I got glimpses of you in your pyjamas walking past. Got the number right first time. <laughs> You're like number. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm Karan and I'm Kushal. Karan, I'm Kushal. I'm Karan. Hello, Kazad. How are you doing, my friend? Kazad, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I literally haven't spoken to you, and we're just doing a podcast. Uh, nope. This is really and weird. We, this is true. I haven't I think talked to just... you for like a month, and you made me just sit there and look at your pants, which is. I'm sorry, man. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting warm-up for the podcast. The pre-roll, which is me looking at your pants drying. <laughs> you can see them now, can't you? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, what's been happening? I feel like there's a lot been happening, but we haven't really been caught up and done the things and spoken. and. Okay. So I am... I got my... Uh, I'm a registered Belgian... I was going to say, I don't know if they know where you're actually not in the country anymore. Yeah, I've got this thing. Uh, where is it? I've got my wallet on me. I'll show you at some other point. You get, once you once you go through all this like paperwork and they get the police to come around and do like the third cavity search and they still can't find anything, then they kind of say, all right, fine, here you go. Have a little card. <laughs> and you get a card that says, you are, uh, you are registered. You are official. So yeah. That's awesome. You know, I can just like... I can pull out my Indian visa. You can pull it out. My British passport. You can whip it out. Yes. I can pull out my Belgian card and I can just pretend I'm like Jason Bourne with all my IDs. <laughs> did I tell you? I don't think I told you, did I? I probably didn't tell you that I got mine. I don't know what it is yet, so I can't really answer. Oh, yes. You showed me that. Yes. You got the equivalent Kanadistan one. Kanadistan. With the letter that says, Dear Kazad, welcome to Kanadistan. Dear. What is that? Is that a beer? What beer is that? Oh, Corona. In a can. I know, right? <laughs> How's that taste? Isn't it all canny? I've got a thing about beers and cans. Really? It doesn't taste yeah. like Corona. Right. I've got, uh, I'm surrounded by amazing French wine. It's just ridiculous. Are you drunk right now? No, no, not at all. Do you wish you were drunk right now? No, 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 no. I've got uh, podcasting to do. Podcasting. Serious. I'm serious. What have we seen recently? I mean, do you want to talk about Spider-Man trailer? Because I feel like Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. I feel like Fuck. there's something we didn't that talk about, and that really frustrated me when I read it yesterday. So this film, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man: Far From Home takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Okay, yep, cool. Which is frustrating because it makes me question why they would release this trailer before we even seen... It's like the first time they've done something like this where they've released a trailer before, like, do you know what I mean? It just feels like massive spoiler alert. I mean, we knew he was going to come back because of IMDb and that. Isn't uh, Captain Marvel out, like, next week? Uh, the week after next, I think. Oh. 
Yeah. Sounds good? Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was my little annoyance with that. Okay. Um, I've also been watching this show called Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Have you seen this? <laughs> Did you? First episode. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> No, that's why I texted you. That's why I texted what, you. What did you. What did you text me? I texted you. Not being racist. Not being no no racism, right? But no Asians. I'm I'm <laughs> buying from black only. Okay, yeah. So if you haven't seen the show, um, I highly recommend you go and watch it because it makes you look at the world in a very different way. It makes you realize how many white-owned companies there are, how little black-owned companies, how many companies are owned by white people and how little companies, no companies are owned by people of color. It's it's just an interesting watch. Um, they Why is that important? Why is that important? Who cares? Why is that important? Why is that important? Who cares? What do you mean? Why, why is that important? Who cares? Yeah. Honestly, I'm, uh, let's let's talk about it. Um, okay, so it feels like if I'm continually okay, so we're we're complaining. Who, who cares? Who cares if white people own businesses? We're complaining, right? As a society, as, as a pe- as a people of color society, right? We talk about how um, we are disadvantaged and we're the minority and all this other stuff. Apart from Leicester, if you're if you're in Leicester, you're you're fine. But from all over the other places. You, we, we talk about all this stuff, but we never stop to realize that maybe part of the issue is to do with the fact that a lot of these companies are owned by white people. And nobody wants to realize, nobody wants to, to bring up the fact that none of our community are owning any of these big companies. So Why is it important? Because... What, what is it, does it, it sounds like, because I'm going to be, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Sure, sure, sure. It sounds like, mm, they all own the companies. We don't own any companies. We want some companies as it's, well. Uh, <laughs> for me, it sounds like it's about opportunity. And we've had this conversation before. We've had this conversation about how there are hundreds, no, 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 millions of talented people of color. And they're not given the opportunities that white people have been given. And I think this is where it comes to, because we've spoken about this in a previous episode, is that why, actually we talked about it when you were interviewing, when you were looking at all these, you know, <laughs> software company jobs and not yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was not one person who was from uh, an ethnic background. They were all white people. And it made, and it's a question, but what, what, what is wrong with us? Why aren't we given these opportunities? And I don't buy that there are no talented Indian people. There are no talented black people. There are millions of talented black people and, and people of color. It, it, it that, what, what if people say, oh, but they're weird and they have no people skills and they don't know how to present properly and they're just weird. They're not normal. They're not normal like, you know, like normal society people. Like, they can be whatever color. that We don't care about color, but they don't behave normally. They eat smelly food and they don't wear enough deodorant and fucking hell, man. I just, I'm going to present like, people to my client, man. Sounds like they're talking about people from Evington. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> well, look, I live in Belgium, so I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's. I haven't heard. Evington's walking distance from your flat, right? I I'm from Evington. <laughs> oh, get out! What a get out! Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like because I've had this conversation with other people, and this is this one person I had a conversation with. They were saying, "But what if 
they're just not good at the interview. Are you kidding me? Are yeah. you, are you, are you, no, it's an important question. Absolutely. But are you telling me out of the thousands and thousands of interviews that occur throughout the world that not one person is capable enough of doing a job of a senior manager or whatever you have? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a thing. Maybe we don't go for those jobs because we don't think we're going to get them. So I don't know, but I think you're uh, a good example as to, Oh my God. What? I was waiting. To yeah. You're, anything. you're a good example of someone who doesn't give a shit about those rules, but also, I don't give fuck, but you also, you're smart about the jobs that you apply for. So if you see a company that's full of milky bar kids, then you're not going to, man, I, I've got a friend who <laughs> he, he goes, oh, I'm working for this security company and you know, we should do some business and all this stuff. And I've known him for a long time and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I went to have a look at the company that he works for and literally on the About Me page, it had their sort of board and senior managers and it looked like, I mean, how can you have 50 people from basically the, the same sort of background and then a little guy called Sanjay in the corner who's head of IT and like and it's just oh okay I know what's going on here you needed someone to liaise with your team in token India. Indian person it's not even token it's just someone to liaise with the cheap resource yep. over there so we've seen it again and again and again and I, I just what I did was I just didn't apply for any companies like yep. that I just go to the about page look at all the people and say what the fuck the company I'm working for now uh, where I'm, I'm really, I'm happy because I'm, I'm happy, happy because, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> is, is yeah, <laughs> trying not to do that. Uh, it's cool because it's like, you know, several accents all day. I, on, on an average day, on an average day, work take place, take work takes place in four languages and there's only about 14 That's people. Awesome. So Yes. It, these companies are out there. They do exist. People where people value you for you. What the fuck has this got to do with Trigger Mike? What was his name? Trigger is? Mike. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Killer Mike. Killer Mike. We we're talking That's about kind of black-owned companies and all this kind of stuff. Fun fact for you: Killer Mike supports the um, Second Amendment. Yeah, he's uh, for the guns, which is interesting. But his, his, did you, I don't know if you got that, got that far yet. His no. point of view on that is that if the authorities are gunning down young black children and they're allowed to have weapons, why can't we defend ourselves against these people? <laughs> yes. Um, but the, the crazy people yeah. have the same argument. Hmm. They say when the government comes for us... When they come for our children, they took our jobs. When they come to steal my pigs, <laughs> I'm going to shoot them in the ass. I feel like these first 10 minutes of this episode has offended a lot of people and we probably lost all of our audience. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I want to shoot the government back with something. I can't just fire <laughs> cans of beans. Uh, so those people. Yeah. Um, can I do the same thing as you said with Edmonton and say, you know, my family lives in Florida, yeah. so I can say that. Yeah. I have friends okay. who are black. There's a lot of those people in Florida. Ah, some of my best friends are jazz. <laughs> Another episode. Last yeah. point, we can move on. Another episode is... is, is okay. well, It's only been 20 minutes, so it's fine. Seriously. 
Oh, wow. Jesus. Um, let's move on. Um, uh, so this is, is your next point. Is yours, Very good. No, you can carry on because you can, you can, uh, it's all, it's, you know, you can, it's all, it's all, you can edit if you want. So he, so he, there's an episode that met, that's about kind of how, oh, wow. Me. It's all Sorry. about the base. Um, where he, where he says, if the hell's angels you're so Rick. are allowed, are, what? I said, you're so Rick. Yeah. I said, you are so Rick. Thanks, man. We got the other episode. We got the other episode. Like, what? Okay, I get it. Um, um, yeah, if the Hell's Angels are allowed to have their own merchandise, why can't the Crips of the Bloods have their own merchandise? Okay, yeah. Well, that did happen a while ago, a long time ago. There was. Well, so what they did, what he did is he got the Crips and he said. Well, Indians can't say Crips. I'm sorry. Indians Why? cannot say Crips because you just sound Why? like all our mothers saying crisps. Crips. Mune Crips kavache. Wow. That wow. That sounds crazy. My mum wants to eat Crips. <laughs> Shit. We ate your mama last night. <laughs> your mama ate Crips last night. Um. <laughs> And, <laughs> I'm going, okay, well, fine. And let's stop there. And so yeah. he invents this drink. He, he works with them and, he, and they develop this drink called Cola. <laughs> and, and then they travel kind of, they go within their community and they start much? kind of, and they start trying to sell it to stores. And no store wants to associate themselves with the Crips. Right. So then they get the Bloods involved. And then both the Crips and the Bloods work together to make a video where they're both advertising each other's drinks. So then they go to a, like a, like an event and they're both selling their drinks kind of next door. So one tent is here and one tent is kind of next to each other. Yeah. And they both sell their respective drinks. And when the community sees that what they're doing is helping the community, they start selling it within the shops. Okay. So it's the next step beyond clown dancing. Shh, shh, what? Sure. That's fine. Okay. It's fine. That's just the phrases they've been through. Cool. Should we start the show? <laughs> you had this, the house of paper thing. <laughs> talk, talk while I eat. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, it's just a quick thing. Uh, I was watching uh, uh, Casa del Papel, House of paper but it's called something else <laughs> in the uk because and i'm watching it in belgium so it's like and i'm watching it in french even though it's a spanish show because i'm learning bits of french occasionally you're not talking about house of cards are you no uh oh. money heist it's called money heist i might have seen this yeah it's a spanish show that i watch in french with the name change on the title. It's good. It's different. It's really like well made. It's quite intriguing. It's, uh, um, I'm not going to say anything about it. It's worth, it's, it's worth a watch. You, once you've watched it, we can talk about it. Um, okay. 
I wasn't really going to talk about blacklining, except that they've sort of kind of sorted their shit. They've sort they've they've sorted out their uh, some of their problems for the later season, and um, I don't I don't know which. Right, Netflix are doing weird things. I don't know okay. who their audience is. There's two shows. Okay. There's two shows I'm going right. to mention. One is yep. Black Lightning, um, mm-hmm. which is it's still kind of for the streets, <laughs> but. Um, but it's, it seems to be at this weird sort of late teenage young adult audience that wants to, you know, that it's like almost feels like a children's superhero show, but with bad language, like with violence yeah, so that, that, and end bombs and stuff. And you're like, what? Who is this made for? It's really weird. But it's cool. It's so fine. when I watched, this is this is how I felt when I watched it. And I, I, it was a cross between kind of CW, The Flash and stuff like that. And like, I don't know another show that uses n-words so yeah it's it's strange and there's another one is um uh i was watching casually and it started getting sort of moderately interesting but i'm trying to follow the story and it's really difficult in a, it's an australian show it's an australian show called tidelands I, I don't know if it's in the uk um and it's basically about these people that live on this on the coast of australia in some place um i think it's australia i'm guessing it's australia because i'm watching it in french so <laughs> everyone's french to me um and there's lots of humans and they live in this community with these people that are very obviously mermaids kind of hmm. or sirens or something yeah sea people uh and this is a community that's ruled by the women and generally, they rule through their different power that they have. One of the power is that they're all very attractive, and they just you know, rule you with sex. Is that a power? And it's—I don't know. I mean, <laughs> to me, many women have this power without being mermaids. It's just <laughs> how many women work. But so it's—it's. It's, uh, I'm not sure who the who the audience is, but there are. There, <laughs> it seems to be an unnecessary amount of um, nippleage oh, wow, in, in this show. It's like <laughs> the casting people have like gone out of their way to 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 sort of take your mind off the story, and and like you'll be watching it going, "Whoa, the fuck!" Uh, now, is that on purpose? How did? Is there a fluffer <laughs> on set? What am I watching? Is this soft porn? I don't know. Uh, it has a story. It's like it's it's like Netflix has discovered this middle ground between. It's like <laughs> they drew a continuum between um, soft porn and really shit soap operas, <laughs> and made this thing in the middle. So, um, is it is it just me? Yeah, yeah. Or does some of the Australian? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Or does some of the Australian stuff on there? It is quite questionable. Is that? It's really weird stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Odd stories. Like, there's a show on there called The Breaker Uppers. Okay, and I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer for it, and it is essentially what I saw from the trailer: two girls who kind of travel around, knock on people's doors, and get and break up with the person from someone else. Right. So they're, they're, they're like deliver breakup telegrams, basically, in inventive ways. Yeah, odd stuff. Um, okay, so something else that's odd, but in a amazing way is a show that i'm not really going to try my best not to give any spoilers away uh no i say that properly i'm not going to give any spoilers away okay yeah it's called russian doll it's it's advertised all over netflix and it's with the girl from the woman whose name you'll have to look up she's an orange and you black as all right 
from Orange is the New Black and American Pie as well. I can't remember that far back. I can't remember any names. My setup's a bit delicate here, so you're going to have to help me out with names. Oh. Um, sorry. <laughs> well, my hand is basically trapped under this stupid mic. I need to figure out what to what to do. Anyway, um, Russian Doll is interesting. When you first see the trailer, it you you get the feeling that it's sort of like a Groundhog Day thing. Natasha yeah. Lyon. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so. Um and you get the feeling that oh, they just like taken Groundhog Day and made another thing, but it is not quite like that. It's a little bit different because Groundhog Day is about this guy who keeps living the same day over yep. and over and over again, and he goes to yep. sleep or whatever, and he wakes up. This is different. She keeps waking up at the same point, and then she gets to carry on throughout her day. Um, but if she makes choices that are not quite right, she'll die. Interesting. So she fights against whatever is going on, she dies and she resets. And that isn't the only thing that's different. There's other things that are different as it come along. Anyway, all of that is just mm-hmm. an excuse to make a program that is, it, it will cause you to have a lot of deep okay. reflection um, on, you know, life, the universe, everything, uh, especially death. Because when she resets, she dies and resets. Um, so, one most definitely not when to she miss. died did she go back uh, to the same miss. point that she died from exactly the same so point. did she get to, she gets to but, some, but sometimes things change so she gets to carry on from when she died no 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 she she resets oh, back that first. to the, right. the first point at which everything started interesting so sometimes she'll like make it through a day go to sleep wake up the next day carry on with her life but then if she dies, she goes straight back to so this, where she starts. This is interesting. So I, um, I haven't put it on the list, but I saw recently, have you seen Happy Death Day? Have you heard of it? Nope. It is essentially nope. the same kind of concept. So it's, it's essentially Groundhog Day, but it's a horror version. And okay. so um, it's like a cross between what you've just described, Russian Doll and, and Groundhog Day. So there, there's a girl who wakes up, What's this on? Uh, it's, it came out a couple of years ago, but the new one's out in the theaters, cinemas, whatever. And, um, excuse me. And the, so she wakes up on her birthday and she obviously sees the same thing over and over again. It's pretty predictable to begin with. And then um, there's a specific point that she dies at every single night. And then she starts to click and she starts to do things differently. And then she starts, it's kind of like a, dark comedy horror type thing um it's probably not worth mentioning but it was interesting because you mentioned if i hadn't <laughs> known about this russian doll thing i would have said oh that's quite ingenious for a horror film but um, this is this is good it takes about sort of four or five episodes to really get going but there's that seems to be netflix's thing because expanse did that and um, oh, so like sons of anarchy then. like sons so, of anarchy so i maybe maybe it is but I mean, you have to at least make the first few episodes watchable so they can get to that fifth episode. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's good. So you've been watching the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I think I blitzed that in about one and a half days. Wow. It was so good. It was so good. I mean, it's really just, I mean, there's loads of dumb things in there. 
Like yeah. there's things that there's one of the. Have you watched any of it? No. Uh, well, there's. I mean, it's a. So it's an old Dark Horse comic, which I'm so happy I don't know anything about because mm. I didn't know anything about these characters. It's superhero characters I don't know anything about, and um, they are a dysfunctional family. They were brought yep. together by a guy and sent out to do things in the world. And then they, at some point they all grew up and they were like, this is stupid. Some of them fell out with each other and did things and got on with their lives. And then, uh, no spoilers, the dad dies and they all have to get together. And it's just like a like a family who's that, are, that is dysfunctional and it gets together. And I, I, you know, for various reasons, I really related to some of these relationships, uh, some of these dysfunctional relationships in this family. And um, it was very fun to watch. And uh, there are some, some things which I don't know what Netflix is doing. They need to, they take amazing bits of story and yep. they put them into flashbacks instead of making them part of the main story. And right. it's really, really annoying. Yeah. Um, did did yeah. this, it, it kind of, from the trailer, it looks like kind of a discount version of X-Men. No, 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 no. This is, this is, so... You know, uh, what's his name? Gary? Who? Gary? Gary. Gary, can you hear me, Gary? Gary. Which guy are you talking about? I'm talking about this guy. So once upon a time, there was a band called My Chemical Romance. Gerard. That's it. But then Gerard Way. It's probably a Gary too. <laughs> Gary Graff. No, he's an author. Why the fuck am I thinking of him? Fucking Gary. <laughs> so Gary Ger- Gerard Way, who is not Gary Graff. Yep. At all. Uh was the lead vocalist lyricist for My Chemical Romance uh, a long time yep. ago. Wonderful band, classic tunes. Uh, yep. Everyone's heard Black Parade, but no one's heard of My Comic Romance because at mm-hmm. work, I work with people from the next generation, from like your generation and below. Yep. And they're all like, wait, I, I used to like My Comic Romance. Yeah. They're from my generation. You're quite unique, I guess. Um, because these people were like, were like, who? And I was like, uh, don't fuck about My Comic Romance. They were like, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but that's how they all talk. Yeah, because I, I remember listening to them on Kerrang! And they, when I, that one of their first songs was I'm, I'm Not Okay. Yeah. So he went through loads of stuff. He went through depression. He went through drug addiction. He had various yeah. family stuff going on. And at some point, he seems to have like put himself through a form of weird therapy where he created this, these comic books. The Umbrella Academy for Dark Horse Comics and Netflix picked this up and said, this is going to be awesome to make. And it's completely different to anything you'll expect. It's funky. It's alternative. It's, it's yeah. got a wonderful soundtrack. Uh, most of it's him, uh, but it's also got like a little bit of Oasis, a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, other bits and bobs that you'll, you know, a little bit of Tiffany from the 1980s. It, it's, it's so good. It's so good. It had me like listening to the soundtrack and reminiscing about when I, I cause they were from the eighties. Which is wonderful right. for me as well, because the music was all like from that period to now. Um, so it, it it's is kind of next on my list. It is a joy to watch, I think. Yes, it's 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 next on my list to watch. I've been recommended it several times now, okay. and it keeps coming up on my recommendations. And even when I'm on YouTube, it will come up in between. And so, 
Okay, so th- this episode, good, good. That's good to hear. Uh, God's Favourite Son, Season 3. Wow. Have you ever seen any of Lucifer on um, Amazon Prime? I've seen the first episode. Okay. I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be honest. When you start watching it, mm. I started watching it a long time ago, and I thought, this is a bit pap. Yep. It's like... It's like watching the Tom Ellis show, who's the character that plays Lucifer. Right, okay. He's just like, does whatever the hell he wants, basically. Um, and it's not, I mean, you know, this, they have offerings like Preacher on there, which is so good, uh, and American Gods and stuff like that, that you think, what is the point of this show? And it's not until you, sort of, I was watching sort of one episode every other month just for jokes. Mm just to see how where it goes and suddenly it got really good sort of halfway through season two and then season three tom welling is in it um yeah you said using yeah yeah. uh amongst many many other amazing people and actors and faces that you will recognize um and it's really good it's actually interesting to watch because what you don't realize until uh, you start paying attention is between all the stupid jokes, they are actually making fun of these sort of TV episodes where you have like a cop and a consultant because this consultant is Lucifer, who is the devil. Right. Um, It's also good because they've got very specific characters in there that are based on uh, mythology, but a derived mythology that was taken um, um, by... Uh, an old, old DC comic called Lucifer. And yep. the comic used characters that were, in effect, um, derived from the Old Testament and from Jewish uh, 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 texts and from other texts which are not considered, you know, from, ag- you know, what were they called? Agnostic texts, or uh, there's another name for them. I've forgotten what the hell they're called, but from texts that are not considered orthodox, you know, Christian biblical texts. texts? No. Uh, anyway, so um, so they have these like really serious sort of religious background, but it's a comedy yeah. show. It's a it's a very mm. lighthearted comedy show. But in that lighthearted comedy show, they are presenting interesting theological challenges. Yeah, because if you're the hero of a TV show called Lucifer, you're the devil then who's the bad guy in the show? Oh, is that a question you're asking me? It's a question. Oh, humans? No, he likes humans. Because when I, when I watched the first episode, it was interesting because he was kind of, it's the episode where um, the cop pulls him over and then he says, he questions the cop on basically the stuff he's doing. He said, well, surely you've done a few bad things in your time or something like that. And then the, he does something with his Jedi mind trick thing. And then the cop then obviously like he. Yeah. It's, it's, that's like, he does that every episode. That's his like little power. He can like yeah, pull yeah. forward people's inner desires. Yeah. Um, no, not people. God. God is the bad guy. Right. Okay. Which makes. Also for, in the first episode. Yeah. 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 Which is, uh, makes for an interesting uh, show. If you're into those kind of, you know, philosophical meanderings. Um, so it's not so it's in kind of in a very very similar vein to a uh, good place where good place isn't a religious show it's it's a show that asks questions philosophical questions around kind of the belief of religion is that correct is that like kind of but it's much more lighthearted hearted because it's like a jerry Bruckheimer okay. thing okay yeah uh so there's just action for no reason at all <laughs> <laughs> um 
pull him to the side, throw him through a wall. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it's all okay. So yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, all three seasons are on Amazon Prime at the moment. Yep. Something different to watch that people might want to have a look at. Yeah. Or maybe not. Tell me who you want to punish her for me. Punish who? I started watching, me and Hina started watching Punisher. And um, it it is definitely one of the slower seasons. Um, but it's... Season two. Is it two or three? Season two. Two. Yeah. I think so. Um, and, and I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I want this to move on a little bit. No, really. But at the same time, it's been cancelled. So it doesn't matter. Things get cancelled all the time. They get picked up again. Lucifer has been cancelled. Has it? Expanse got cancelled. Yeah, but that got picked up on Amazon. Exactly. So someone, it's fine. If it's good, something will happen. But the difference is Amazon can't pick up the Punisher. Well, Disney can. Disney can. Um. Yeah, no, it was. I, I. It's not to say I didn't enjoy it. It just, it just felt slow. And I don't mind slow moving shows, which I'll, um, I'll get to in, in a bit. Um, it's. I don't know. I feel like I need to be more engaged into it. But I think we're only on episode two or three, so I guess we oh, have yeah. a ways to go. Okay. All right. So you're not, you're not really feeling it as like you did the first one. No. A lot of people have said that they, they prefer. I, oh, wow. I'm really surprised. I literally sat there and burnt through almost all of it in a day. I couldn't stop watching it. I had yeah. it like on my, had it on my little tablet yeah. everywhere when I was going. I was literally had it on the side. I was doing my ironing. Took it to the fucking loo. <laughs> I was cooking and I had it on the side at high volume. Going to the lounge, eat my food. It's still on. It was just literally just following me around. <laughs> I was just living in that world nonstop. It's how you have to do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it has to be something good and engaging. And if it wasn't that for you, then um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Who are your friends from college? My friends from college. Mm. It's such a show called Friends from College Netflix. This show for me oh. and for Hina, it, it was such, it's an enjoyable show. And so the premise, let me explain the premise to you. It follows a group of friends, get this, from college. No way. <laughs> and they're just a group of friends and they're kind of, they've grown up and they've moved on and they're married and some of them are married, some have girlfriends, boyfriends, one of them's not married. And um, are you going to watch a show? So far, um, I'm, I'm trying to understand the point of it. Um, keep going, keep going, keep going. So keep the faith. The, it gets are they, interesting. Are, are they a biker gang? No, they're not okay, a biker cool, gang. Keep, cool, keep going. And there is, this will help you, uh, Keegan-Michael Key is in it. You know Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peel. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, he's yes, in yes. it. Um, and also there is an Asian, an Oriental person in there. What the, what? <laughs> Indian? Middle Eastern? If you're Middle- over here in Belgium, when you say Oriental, it means Middle Eastern. Oh, East Asian, sorry. Fucking everyone's got a different meaning of different racist <laughs> words. Um, yeah, so... Crazy Rich it's East Asians, one of those Crazy ones. Rich East Asians, yeah. Cool. Um, and so, so it follows this group of friends and they kind of get up to shit and they have jokes and all sorts of stuff. And all of a sudden, there's a bit of awkwardness that happens within the group. One of them kind of cheats on another one with somebody else's, like one of their mates, 
wives and husband. And so there's like this internal affair that's going on, but nobody knows about it. And it then kind of comes out towards the end of the season. And then that's when shit kind of goes insane. And oh, kid from Boy Meets World, what's his name? Um, the main guy, his dude. Why, why did this happen? <laughs> You're getting old, man. You're forgetting everything. You don't know shit anymore. It's all gone. His name is Ben Savage. Savage Ben. Benson Savage. Uh, he's in it. He play. He's he's part of. Uh, he's in a gay couple. So um, it's an oh, interesting. Really? It's cool. really interesting because he plays a a, um, a couple with a guy called Billy Eichner. Have you heard of this guy? Billy Eichner is no. so fucking hilarious um he has his own kind of i don't want to call it a reality show but he has this show called billy on the street have you heard of this Um, it again when you get a chance to watch it you've got a few minutes spare go on youtube and watch some of his billy on the streets with like paul rudd and emma stone um it's the best thing what he does is he he runs around in new york the new york streets of new york with why does it sound familiar with maybe it's something my wife's watched gone with this um with emma stone and paul rudd and other famous people and he'll just literally run up to people and, and shout questions at them and just essentially verbally assault people without them knowing and then they won't know what's happening some people will run away <laughs> some people will get scared how do you spell his name billy, billy and then e-i-c-h-n-e-e-r uh, just type Billy on the street on YouTube or you'll find Billy it. Eichner. That's it. But that, that his character and that is genius. The the whole, the, the set of characters that they've developed in there, I really enjoy to watch. And it's so difficult to find a show where you've got chemistry like they have. Um, I know he is because I, I see him in Parks and Recreation. Okay. All right. Yep, there you go. Cool. Sorry, go on. Carry on. Um, and they had a season, they had a second season where it was a continuation of what happened, and it was it's hilarious. It's 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 a show that genuinely made me laugh out loud. Um, but they got cancelled, so they cancelled that as well. Where is it available? Netflix. Netflix of this. Netflix. Netflix of this. Wicked, 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 wicked. Let's uh, move on. Easy, did you put this on there? Easy. I feel like Easy. you put this on here, right? Uh, no. Really? I did not. Tell me I about Easy. I didn't put this on. It says it like Kojal Joshi added this card to series features. Well, you might have told me to. No. Why would I add it on there? I don't know. What the fuck is Easy? Have I, am I really getting that scene out? Probably, but I, I've seen the show, and I was when when I when I saw it on, I was like, "Oh, cool, we can talk about it." Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I might have. Easy is the show uh, made by Joe Swanberg, based in Chicago. Yes, it's like a, an anthology of like a bunch of characters. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know which show it is. Okay. Wow, I am getting really fucking senile. Yeah, man. What the hell? It's scary. Wow. Yes, I did. Easy renewed for a third season. It's yes. The point. What do you think? Uh, I think it's fucking awesome, and we need yes. more of that. But let's let's yes. talk about it when the season's out. That should that card should be over here. Heck, Fargo, I'm... Fargo, Fargo. I've been watching Fargo. It is incredible. Oh my goodness! It's very funny. 
It's very it's, dark. It's very dark. It's, it, it's dark. It's hilarious. It makes me feel unsettled. Yeah. Um, it. So we were talking about this yesterday, and you, the way you described it was kind of slow, long, but good. Um, that's what she said. Um, wow. I describe it not slow, but as a steady stream of beautiful character-driven drama that has wonderfully yeah. sprinkled humor tying everything together. Um, it's really well written. It is. It's brilliant. And um, the characters, again, I love this character-driven shit. Like this main um, deputy that we have in there, Molly What's-Her-Face. Um, I, 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 it's brilliant. And Martin Freeman's character, it, oh, it's so good. It's so good. He <laughs> is, in all manner of speaking, is an antagonist. But I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm I'm on episode eight, and I still don't hate him yet. He's he no. plays his character so perfectly, and it may he makes he lies to us. He makes makes us believe his lie, um, and um, it's incredible. And his accent, his accent is is so good. I, oh, I think it's I think it's uncomfortable, and I think the genius of it is it's uncomfortable because when he does things that are wrong, hmm. and then to deal with this wrong situation, he makes yep. a very wrong decision. Yep. The wrong deci- decision is so easy and it's so mm. subtle that as you're watching it, the subtext it is, I, I, could, I could make that decision. I could, yeah. I could say that. I could see myself yeah. possibly in a terrible moment of, of just not thinking, <clears throat> saying that or making yep. that decision and then having all of this shit follow yep. that simple mistake. Yeah, from the very first um, time yeah. we see him do the thing. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Maybe not that bit, but the rest of it. Yeah. What does even then you look at it and it's like, <laughs> well, fuck. I mean, you made me fall my mic over. I saw that and I was like, well, I, I wouldn't do it, but I understand why he did it. Do you know what I mean? Like you can almost feel for why he did the things that he did. Um, yeah, that is fast becoming one of my favorite shows of all time. I might say, Starring Martin Freeman, Psycho Hobbit. Yeah, oh yeah, shit, of course he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, for series features, I've been watching New Girl again. So I even, I say again, <laughs> I never finished New Girl. So I started watching it and I stopped kind of halfway through season two. Um, yeah, sorry. And again, it is so funny. And it's I, genius. I, it's, it is. Um, Schmidt, <laughs> my God, See, this is it. You can just say that name and the reaction that you get is just, is the reaction that you have every time you see him on screen. Every single thing that he does is genius. Like the way he's been written, the way he does his things, the way he acts, the way he performs, his timing, everything is so perfect. Um, and him and Nick are easily kind of the shining stars of that show. It's the random shouting and the screaming and the things that they do and the dancing and the weird things. It's, yeah, it's it's such an enjoyable show and it's lighthearted and it's one of those kind of like no-brainer feel-good shows that you want to put on. But even though I put it on the background, I don't want to do that because I want to watch it. No, no, no. You just want to watch um, it. It's so good. So, yeah, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm plowing my way through that. I'm on season three now, so. I'm plowing. Plowing. So I'm, I'm, I've been consuming a lot of shit. So, uh, oh, that's good. About fucking time. That list was getting long. Yeah, no. Sorry. How have you found time to do that? 
So we were talking about movie features. You want to talk about the movie? You're talking about Io. Speaking of owing time and... Oh, oh you asshole. <laughs> That's the look you just gave me. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> all right. Io. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's a good thing I haven't watched this yet. I'll, I'll take it yeah. off my list, actually. So my, my feature title says, I owe you two hours of your life back, uh, which is what Netflix should put on there. What the fuck was the point of this movie? This is the most ridiculous, weird, slow-paced, non-eventful, weird, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just completely predictable, completely boring, doesn't go anywhere. I don't know if there was some money to burn that they just thought, let's make a movie so we don't have to pay tax or what. I don't know. This is like, I can't put words to what a weird, do you know what? I'm going to wait about two, three years, probably watch it again and it'll be amazing and in depth and have lots of subtext. But right now I can't see it. I just, I was really sitting there like stressed out. It gave me a headache and I was like, no, because now he's going to say this, and now she's going to do this. And yeah, of course he's this. And it's like, oh, fucking yeah, all right. Well done. You wrote a story. So there you go. Don't, don't okay. waste your time watching cool. Io. Okay. Or, for that matter, Godzilla Part 3. Good planet. Good year. Ah, Part 3 was a little bit better and a nice conclusion to this terrible, weird Netflix. The animated one you're finance. talking about, yeah. It's, it's a Netflix-funded anime movie. I don't know what they were playing at and how they, I, I really had hope for the, th- maybe I thought the pile of shit that was the second movie might be made up for by the third movie. Yeah. And they, they tried and there's some interesting concepts and things. And if you have some alcohol handy that you just need to get through before it goes out of date and you want something <laughs> to watch, um, go for it. And I love anime. So I'll watch any of these things and I'll also use it as an excuse to have something to talk about on the show. But um, yeah, uh, so we'll talk about some of these other things in a minute. So I, Bless. I watched the sequel to split. Um, also, wow. also known as glass. I make it a habit now of not reading reviews or generally not reading reviews of films before I've even seen them. Um, or even after. And unfortunately I, I kind of on, un- Twitter have started doing this thing now where they put moments on there and the title of the moments will be something like um, early reviews of X film is are in and they're great or it's not looking good or something like that. And it will just completely ruin the whole thing. And this can I, can I, right. Can I just say yes. a caveat about that? Yes. But surely they're only ever going to put positive reviews on. They're not going to have a promo trailer for IO that says, early reviews said, what the fuck boring shit was this? No. So on the Twitter, they collate people's reactions to the films. Okay. So it's usually a mix of people saying, oh, I watched this film and I didn't like it because it didn't have this person in or something like that. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Um, That's the spoiler. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't a spoiler. It was just the top of my head. Um, so anyway, I watched Glass and um, I did enjoy it. It wasn't as good as Split. It wasn't as smart as Split, but it was enjoyable to see James McAvoy, McAvoy, 
Mc, Mc, McAvoy, McAvoy. I love this. What is it? Mc, MC Avoy. <laughs> MC Avoy. MC Avoy. Um, yep. He. So we we have now we've been introduced to a a number of extra personalities in this film, which is alone worth watching for at the end of the film. When they, when the, when the credits roll, you've got a list of like 15 characters and then next to it, it says James McAvoy. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's, um, it, it was, it was an enjoyable film. I, I, I don't know. Go on. Can I just apologize to our Scottish listeners who are now thinking they can't even say our name. <laughs> Lost it. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through, it went Irish. What was? What were you going to say? McAvoy. 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 MCA Voy is fine. I'm sure he won't mind. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, it was a. It makes me question what they're doing with this kind of series of films. I don't know if they're going to do anything else after this, but I'm trying not to ruin it for you. Um. It's worth watching for curiosity alone, I suppose, and and to kind of get closure for what happened after Split. But it just felt kind of ham-fisted a lot of the times. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ow. Um, Ow. I have an issue with closure with films. I have to kind of... Yeah. If, if I've started a series or I've started a, a film saga franchise what are you going to call it i need to finish them off because otherwise it just it won't make any sense to me and i can't live with myself um (laughs) i haven't seen the last episode i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) okay i I hope really hope that doesn't happen but okay no but one film that i haven't seen that you have seen is alita (laughs) That was very Arabic. Alita! Uh, A.K.A. Deus Ex. Nah. No? Nah. I, I know it looks like that from the trailer. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's not... It's it's not... This is... Uh, I just call it Rodriguez's mic drop. Hollywood's okay. come round after, you know, um, the last few Oscars... Um, last couple of years of Oscars and people criticizing the industry mm. and saying that, you know, people from different backgrounds don't get a chance. And then they've gone back to someone that was sidelined many, many years ago. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez is a fucking directorial genius. You know, he's the guy that, uh, uh, you know, Spielberg wakes up and he's like, I, I, I made what I made, but I could have been him. And Tarantino is like, just wakes up in the middle of the night saying, I want to be him. <laughs> and he just always fails. Rodriguez is so Shakespearean. Subtle. I want to be him. <laughs> he is the man I want to be. And it, it, it's, it's really echo in here. Can, it's, can it's, you hear the echo? I hear the echo in here as well because, as you can see, pants. because my pants are hanging up. Your pants is this. Your pants is it's giving a good echo around the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Where did I get to? Alita. He is. I don't want to give anything away. I mean, have you seen 
What, what have you? What, let's talk about Rodriguez because I'd rather because people keep asking me what's Elita about. Oh, it's about this girl and she's like a cyborg and you know she gets this guy who she thinks is her dad who rebuilds her and all this stuff. You've seen the trailer and people are like a lot of people who are not into sci-fi and stuff. They sort of look at me, in you know, and they say I, I don't know if I, I like this kind of film. So I stopped doing that and I just said it's a Robert Rodriguez movie and I'm like what's it about? It's a Robert Rodriguez movie. What's it about? People said that about Detroit. Oh, did you I say, didn't that? say that? Now. I used to say that. I used to be that guy. What it, when it what? films like Detroit would come out and say, I would say, that's not my type of film. <laughs> that's not my type of movie. Man. Are you old enough to remember Desperado when it first came out? Uh, no. Fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah, because when I asked you if you'd watched um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. You hadn't watched the original? Oh, yeah, I have, actually. You have now, but you hadn't at the time. No, I had not at the time. And I was like, you haven't seen Dust or Dawn? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. And that was one of those reactions. It was like, uh, what world am I living in? This is No, I enjoyed that. Um, okay. They almost used the same set at one point in Elita. For? From Dust to Dawn? From... hilarious pub fight. Yeah. It's like you have to have a pub fight in a Rodriguez movie. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he had conditions. James Cameron's team came along and they said, "We're making this movie. You know, yeah. do you want to direct it?" And he said, "I'll direct it, but I want this, 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 and this." Mm. And all that tells you is what a legend he is. Because who turns around to Cameron and says, "Yeah, I, I would think about making a movie, <laughs> but only if you, you know, bring me this, this, and one of these, and two of these, and get that person to do this." Yeah. Um, so they all just said yes, and he made the movie and. I really need to go to cinema and watch it again. Okay. Hang on a minute. There was a day when you said you were going to go and watch it and you haven't been to watch it. I was going to go on a Sunday night. And then I'm now confused. I didn't go. So the Oscars were a couple of nights ago. Did you hear about this? Okay. Yep. The Oscars what? Sorry. The Oscars were a couple of nights ago. Did you, have you um, seen the results? I've heard things. I've not, I, I have actually not looked at the results uh, because. Okay. This will be interesting then. A lot of it was very, very predictable. We even talked about it on a show a couple of months back and it was like, yeah, this is not going to win, but it should win. Instead, this is going to win because it makes everyone feel like, oh, was so good. Okay. 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 So this is going to be really interesting then. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm glad we're recording this. Cool. I've, I've not, I don't know. I don't really know this, but so go for it. So. Best, best visual effects. Best um, so visual effects. Uh, if I hang on, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Shall I? Shall I? Shall I, shall I, shall I okay, let me do this. Blade let me Runner? list. Huh? Was Blade Runner in there? Dude, that was like two years ago. Fucking was it? All right, then. Okay. Hold on. Let me list the films, and you got to guess. Okay. All right. Then. So best visual effects: First Man, Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, Ready Player One, or Solo. Oh man. Uh, well, Ready Player One and and Solo more than anything, but Hollywood will just want to give it to Infinity War. First Man. Oh, fucking really? Yeah, First Man. Um, best film okay. editing. So best editing goes to... So either Vice, Green Book, The Favourite, Black Klansman, or Bohemian Rhapsody. What was the first one? Vice. I've not seen that. What's that? It's the one about Dick Cheney, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but they're not going to give it to a documentary? No, no, no. Uh, Chris, Chris, Christian Bale plays him. Christian Bale plays Dick yeah. Cheney. Yeah. What? what's going on it's weird wow okay i'm really out of touch at the moment that's interesting (laughs) christian bale plays dick cheney uh (laughs) all right i'm gonna i would i've not seen that um uh, but What kind of collection of one, one more time? Sorry, humor okay, me. So, Vice, Green Book, The Favorite, Black Klansman, or Bohemian Rhapsody? Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody won that one. Fucking nonsense. Um, I'll All skip right. the best makeup and hairstyling because we haven't really seen any of those films. Really? Um, oh. There's like three films Vice, Border, and Mary Queen of Scots. Um, Mary Queen of Scots? Vice. Um, because they've done a good job on Christian Bale. Like, he they, he looks almost unrecognizable. Um, best production design. So, Roma, Mary Poppins Returns, First Man, The Favourite, or Black Panther? Uh, no idea. Black Panther. Yes, sir. Black Panther. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, wow. this is a notable right. one. I put this in the notes as well. So, but, uh, don't look at the notes because it will ruin it for you. Um, so, okay, fine. it's prominent because... In fact, let's let me let me read through the whole thing, and then we'll we'll talk about the my news. Okay, um, best sorry, best okay. costume design: Mary Queen of Scots, Mary Poppins Returns, The Favorite, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, or Black Panther. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting nomination. Costume design: Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Mary Queen of Scots, Black Panther. It's interesting. Okay, yeah. that feels like a okay. Um, that that's weird. Okay, fine. Um, best cinematography: A Star Is Born, Roma, Cold War, The Favorite, or Never Look Away. Oh, my choice would be Roma. It was Roma. Wow, nice. Okay, um, I'm gonna do okay. So, best sound editing: So, Roma, A Quiet Place, First Man, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm guessing Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah, okay. best sound mixing this is so obvious All right, best sound mixing A Star Is Born Roma First Man Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody really A Star Is Born Bohemian Rhapsody um, oh okay surprise best original I song I bet that pissed them off yeah best original song All The Stars from Black Panther Shallow from A Star Is Born I'll Fight from RBG The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns or When A Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs personal choice would be Black Panther Shallow from A Star Is Born. I, I, don't, I have not heard it. Yeah, me neither. Best original score. Mary Poppins Returns, Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, or Isle of Dogs. Do you know the composers or you just don't care? No, I, again, I would choose Black Panther. Black Panther won. Um, okay. Best live... Okay, short film, short film. Um, oh, actually, this is an interesting really one. Feel like Black Panther was like two years ago. I don't know why. It was last February. Okay. Um, best animated short film. I'll tell you what it is because I'm pretty sure you hadn't seen the other ones. Is Bao from the one from the beginning of uh, Incredibles two. So this is the first year. Where, normally, I watch all of the animated right. films right. that are not nominated and more. Yeah. But this is the first year I haven't had time. You, you've so, seen this okay. one. You've seen it was the one at the beginning of Incredibles two, the one with the um the dumpling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to skip best documentary. 
No, what was best documentary? So there's 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 two categories. There's one that's short subject and one feature. So yeah. the short subject was um, period, end of sentence, which I want to watch. It's on Netflix. And the best documentary feature is Free Solo, which is about... Yeah, Free Solo? Which is about um, a rock climber. Is it about, is it about, is it, is it about when, is it about when? It's not, no. Jabba had solo in the (laughs) carbonite. Okay. Okay. Um, Best foreign language film, Shoplifters, Roma, Capernaum, Cold Water, Cold War even, or Never Look Away. I don't know what the fuck these films are. (laughs) Who? No, I don't know. No idea. Roma won that one. Okay. Um, What are these other ones? Capernaum is a, 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 a film from Lebanon um, and it's, I don't know what it's about, but I've heard about a podcast around it, but it sounds interesting, but I don't know Shit, what it's about. Interesting watching to do. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where they talk about all these nominations and they sound really interesting. So it's um, really good. So, okay. Best animated feature film, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is a really strange choice. Mirai, Isle of Dogs, Incredible. Sorry, the connection's going weird. I just heard you say. The connection's going weird, or I heard you say it was best internet. Best animated. Which is obviously not ours. Best animated feature film. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Mirai, or Mirai. It's a Japanese film, it looks like. Mirai, I, I Love yeah. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Not I Love Dogs, I Love Dogs. <laughs> Incredibles 2, or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I love dogs. Uh, oh, wow, really? And a spy- a Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is like the fucking most amazingest animated film made for years. And is what one? Good. Um, best original guaranteed Oscar. Yeah, best original. Best original screenplay. Vice, Roma, First Reform, The Favorite, or Green Book. What was the first? First one. Go one at a time. Um, Vice. No, I don't. Roma. Know. So this is for screenplay. Roma, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Vice, Roma, First Reformed, uh, The Favorite, or Green Book. Oh, The Favorite. Green Book. Really? Okay, that was a close call. Difficult to find original stories these days. Yeah. Best adapted screenplay. A Star is Born, If Beale Street Could Talk, Can You Ever Forgive Me, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, or Black Klansman? Black Klansman? Black Klansman. Um, Best Supporting Actress. Hang on, hang on. on. I I don't even know who won that because the internet cut out completely. Which one? Are you downloading porn in the background or something? Because I, it's just not, like, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the fuck's going on? I don't know. Everything's like literally. There's no one else in this place right now. I'm just gonna quit some things. It's it's my Mac is syncing all of my porn. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why can't I see you? Can you see me? Suddenly. Okay, you carry on. Well, who won that last okay. one? Uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, okay, cool. That's um, well done. Well done, best, Spike. Best Supporting Actress. Um, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Amy Adams for Vice. Uh, Marina de Tavira for Roma. Emma <gasps> Stone for The Favourite and Rachel Weisz for The Favourite. Oh, that's harsh. Emma Stone. Uh, no, uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay, fine. Um, best Supporting Actor. So I've got 
four more awards left. Best Supporting Actor, Sam Rockwell for um, Vice. He played George W. Bush. Wow. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, or Mahershala Ali for Green Book? Best Supporting Actor? Yeah. Mm, I have no idea because I've Ma- not seen Vice, but... Mahershala really Ali. Nice really? Yeah. He got Oscar. He got Supporting Actor. Yeah. So it's the second in a row from last year. Oh, but is it fucking Oscar? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, it is um wow it seems a bit i don't know i have mixed feelings okay hold on we'll, we'll talk about it in a second so best actress <laughs> okay. um melissa mccarthy lady gaga glenn close okay i'm probably not naming the films melissa mccarthy for can you ever forgive me lady ah. gaga for a star is born what's this for glenn, what's the uh, thing best actress okay um glenn close for the wife yalitza aparicio for roma or olivia Coleman for the favorite uh, I'd go with the favourite. Olivia. Yeah, the Olivia Coleman one, yeah. Oh, she's English? Yeah. That's amazing. It's very interesting. Because she's like one of the most undervalued actresses in like filmmaking, it in is... English TV and movies, in Hollywood. She That's was, amazing. Um, she was in, was she in Shaun of the Dead? Is that her? I can't remember. She was in The Night Manager. Mm, are we talking about the same person, Olivia Coleman? In fact, I think the night manager was one of or her best performances, and you knew that after that she was just going to do hot fuzz. She was in hot fuzz. Yeah, because she. Okay, so that is you've just highlighted the problem. Yeah, yeah, amazing British actors and actresses. Amazing British actors and actresses get put. She is night manager. We think of the same person. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they get put into these stupid roles like supporting roles and comedy roles they don't get given something juicy because they don't fit the profile for like you know a main character yeah. in a story so that's pretty amazing she was in the office how about that wow that's cool <laughs> um okay so where was i uh, 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 uh okay best actor this is where it starts to get interesting. So, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Best. Willem, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Bradley no. Cooper for A Star is no. Born. Chris, Christian Bale really for Vice. Not. And Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh. Oh, fucking Rami Malek's going to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Rami Malek won. Fucking, that's stupid. Yeah. So, it sounds like Christian Bale should have won that, even yeah. though I haven't seen Vice because he was nominated. And he's... He's serious. He's 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 crazy. He's crazy, <laughs> but he's he's the real deal. Uh really. Oh, okay, fine. The whole queen thing is just mixed. Um, okay, two last ones. Best director. So uh, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, and Pavel Pavlovsky. Best director. Bad Inspector. Oh, sorry. Cold War. That was the last one. Cold War. That's the Ewan McGregor one? No, no. This is a Polish film. Oh, fuck no. I don't know. Uh, but I would really like to think that uh, Roma. It was Roma. <laughs> <laughs> um, and That's so nice. So best picture. This is the last one. Um, so choices. 
it always feels like it was worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so, but did you step? Did you step and watch no, it? No, I, I woke up the next day and I was very surprised with these things. Um, so, best picture, Green Book. Have you seen Roma? Have you seen Roma? Uh, I still haven't finished it yet, but I've started it. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, best picture. So, Green Book, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, A Star Is Born, or Vice for best picture. I mean, there's a couple in there that I don't even understand why they're in there, but um, uh, I would really be really nice if it was um, either Roma or, or um, I see, I don't think Black Klansman really had the, had the, the, the cojones mm. um, for, 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 it was an amazing film, unmissable, everyone yeah. should watch it, but Black Panther is up there. Black Panther is up there and because, and Roma is up there because these are films that like you will, you never forget that you've watched them. So I only think that, Black Klansman's in there because of who it's attached to. Spike Lee? Yeah. Not or, to say that's not a good film. Not to say it's not a good film, but because oh, of... because of the political climate in the right, US. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, And it's unfair to say, I don't want to say that, but it, it you know, it's what it is. Um, yeah, who, okay. who do you think? What do you think? You uh, I, I honestly have no idea. I'm really, like, scared that, like, the stupid... Bradley Cooper film one. Green Book. Uh, yeah, which is wonderful. And uh, uh, yeah. odd. Yeah, very weird. So this Actually, was quite an odd choice out, <laughs> out of those. That's like, what, not Roma and not Black Panther. We'll see, this is the thing. Did you watch that link I sent you um, on Monday oh. morning? Oh my God. Um, of White Saviour. On? Did you have you seen this? Where which medium? It did was you use uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. I've got she of the beef. <laughs> that was today. It was a it was a video from Seth Meyers' show. And um, sorry, when was it? You haven't sent me anything. Monday morning. It was a link. Keith Boykin. What I want to say was a text. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. No disrespect to Green Book at the Oscars, but many of us in the black community would like to see greater recognition for. <laughs> and then it cuts off. And then is the what? What? What's the link? Hang on, I'm just clicking on it. Okay. I'm click on link. Who's Keith Boykin? I don't know who he is, but there we go. He's... Many of us in the black community would like to see greater recognition for movies about <laughs> black experience, and not just movies that make black experience comfortable for white audiences. There you go. That's the. Uh... And then he shares this video. I mean, it's a five-minute-long video, so watch it at your own leisure. But um, it's the video is called "White Savior." Mm. Okay, it sounds. It's, uh... it's hilarious. It's funny. It's um, funny. Okay, that's good. It's it's a it's a funny I think video. We need humor in, on this subject. Yeah, it gets a bit too heavy, and people don't pay attention. And humor is the way. Humor is the way to break through because. Yeah, definitely. Know, same with those. Um, have I sent you that video of the of the girls, wives of ISIS? No. <laughs> There's a bunch of girls, like they're brown British girls, and they've made this YouTube video. Okay. I'll send it to you, and it's really fucking funny. And it's like a, it's a, it's like a comedy show that's very like. Oh, I'm not sure if this is. Like, okay. Should I laugh at this? I don't know. This is weird. And it's they're taking the piss out of like would be okay. wives of ISIS, and one of them's like yeah. really happy that she's got like a really long <laughs> chain in her house that she's chained up with because she can get all around the I kitchen. I think you might have sent me this. You know, it sounds very familiar. 
and, it's, and and you know it's a nice reminder that humor is the, yeah. the way forward to, to yeah. deal with some of these crazy people um, on the planet. okay so let's discuss right so i know we're an hour and 24 but it'll probably be less when we edited down to 122 or something yeah. um so yeah. my a lot of people losing their shit over green book winning right and even spike lee i don't know if you heard about this spike lee was visibly quote unquote visibly angry when green book won um, and afterwards, you know, when they do kind of like That's the post show interview type stuff in the press room or whatever, he was drunk and he, it, it was hilarious. And he was like, I think everybody knows why I, I'm <laughs> drunk or whatever. Um, so in case, in case anyone thinks where the fuck has this guy been, what I've done is I've converted my life to French. Cause I feel like if I. I'm surrounded by French, then at some point my brain yes. will start to absorb it because I'm finding it really difficult to learn. So I have no fucking idea what's going on in the world. I just get up and I go to work and occasionally I get some French headlines. I read words or names or something. I sometimes <laughs> read... Ah, them. yes. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Ah, oui. D'accord. Okay. And I carry on with my day. <laughs> so this is it's nice to hear these things. Um, yeah. So yeah, he was visibly angry at... Green Book winning and even people on Twitter were kind of complaining about um, the fact that Green Book won because they felt it was yet another white savior film. So whilst it was a film, you know what Green Book's about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, so for, for the uninitiated, if you will, the film is about, um, it centers around this book. Yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was a guide. Well, was it's for it, anyone, was, really, because um, I mean, if you're, it's like we talk about it. You know, you know, we we talk about it with with modern technology. We have I have this conversation with people um, who are black, people who who are Indian, mm. Pakistani, Arabs, Chinese people, eh, people from all different backgrounds, um, and yeah, it's a similar conversation. And it's like you talk about, oh, where have you, where are you going? Where have you been? What's it like there? And then, oh, but what's it like if you're like not white and uh, one of those things mm. that uh sometimes many white people don't understand is that if you're white you can fucking travel anywhere and you're generally yep. going to be okay yeah unless unless someone hates your passport yeah yeah if you're <laughs> if you're brown or from one of these other ethnic backgrounds there are certain places where you have no idea how you're going to be received yeah and i've been to some countries where the the reception is not it's weird yeah and uncomfortable, and you just think, I want to go yep. home. This is these people. That I need. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Green Book was a thing that says, what's it like? Is it where is a place to go, to visit, to sleep, to stay, whatever, if you're from this background, which in yep. this case was uh, people from a black background. And it feels like we still need one of these. Fucking yes, exactly. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? Um, Do you know what? My Green Book could just have one page, and it would say Belgium. <laughs> People here are like have got their head screwed on. It's really weird. I, it, so far, there's not been uh, too many complete and utter assholes. Uh, and if anyone thinks, "Oh, well, that's because you don't understand them because they speak French," nah, <laughs> come and stay over here. Everyone speaks English. <laughs> that's why I'm not learning French because um, everyone speaks English. Anyway, Karen. So yeah, so the issue that people had with this film was the issue of it kind of being another white savior film where Viggo Mortensen obviously was the the middleman for, you know, uh, Mahershala Ali's character, I guess is the easiest way to, to explain. Now, the question I have for you, this is something I haven't, haven't found an answer for, but it's an interesting conversation. It kind of falls off the back of the moonlight conversation is, is Green Book winning, perpetuating the issue of the white savior or 
is it the next step? We have all these films that won. We have, you know, Into the Spider-Verse that won. Black Panther won a bunch of awards. Black Klansman won a couple of awards. What, I don't know, what is this? Is this an issue that Green Book has won? I don't know. Do you know what? I need to see all the movies that were nominated and then make a decision. I don't think it's possible to make a decision politically uh, because mm. it would be a wrong assumption, wrong decision. Mm. We have to actually watch the, the movies. How, mm. how do we know? How do we know? Which is why I think I think I don't think I've come up with an answer for this. I don't I don't people are losing their shit over it. The other the other point I had was that um so Ruth Carter won um she was the costume designer for Black Panther. Okay. Um and she's also she was also kind of the costume designer on a bunch of Spike Lee films. And she she's kind of been attached to Spike Lee since I think Do the Right Thing or one of his earlier films. And um, she said this really nice thing and it was kind of really emotional when I heard it. And so when she was giving a speech about like the costumes in Black Panther, she said, Marvel may have created the first black superhero, but through costume design, we turned him into an African king. Which was, oh, that's nice. it was very nice to hear. Um, and it, when you listen, I think I've been listening to a lot of like uh, these kind of film related podcasts and stuff and, it was interesting hearing Ludwig, um, Lord Ludwig Goransson, uh, the composer for Black Panther, uh, talk about the music in the film and what they've done. And I, I, I want to watch it again for this very purpose. Is you probably you probably remember in the film they, well, yeah. the drums. There's there are there are kind of a couple of sounds um, awesome. in these in the music that actually mean words and so it's the way it's a way of communicating through these drums and one of them actually means king t'challa um and it's really fucking cool when he was explaining it but it it, it keeps going at least it's it's an ongoing motif in the, in the music um and it's so so interesting hearing this kind of stuff when you've seen the film afterwards and going back to it and watching it and even kind of ruth carter talking about the costume and kind of some of the what a lot of the markings and the costumes mean. Um, when you think of it from that perspective, it's easy to see why she won an award. Fun fact, though, she's the first. Oh, internet! Sorry, what did you? What didn't you get? When you think of, and then I missed it. When you think, when you think of these, um, of these little things, it makes sense as to why she won the award for best costume design. Um, and it, and the interesting thing is, she was the first black woman to win in the costume design category like ever um and hannah beachler for production design was also the first black woman to win in the category but she's also the first black artist nominated within the category's 90 year existence that's that is an example of progress it's interesting i think it's uh it would be important to know how many people have sort of worked in that area in that industry in those kind of roles um as well but yes well the, the, there's an episode of the podcast i listened to i forget which one it is and it might have been um it's one i think it's called the treatment or something but she says um something like there aren't or when she first started there weren't any other black women who worked within the industry in the costume design category um but obviously you kind of look around now and it's it's progressively getting better um we're in a better place than we were a couple of years ago, most definitely. Um, I think having films like Black Panther um, is 
going to be. Yeah, but you know what? These, these uh, tidal, not tidal waves, but um, large waves come and go. Yeah. Back in the nineties, there was a TV show called Goodness Gracious Me. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And people would talk about it at school. Like people would watch it. Everyone would watch it. Not just brown people. You know, everyone would watch it. Yeah. And you'd be like at school or out with friends, and people would make Goodness Gracious Me references, mm. and it was like. I really felt like it was a step towards normalizing this huge, this huge population of brown people in the UK and making people feel mm. like they're to get an insight into other people's mm. culture and all this kind of stuff. Try and talk to someone from a new generation about that. One of these kids that grows up um, um, sidelined by society with not enough opportunities that hates the country that they're born in and is uh, a victim of radicalists that want to take him away and do horrible things with him in another country. You think, what the fuck? Is this the same country that had those kind of TV programs? What What's going on? How? So these things come and then suddenly they go when things change. Well, over let a me, it's frightening. Let me tell you why you may be wrong about that. Now, the difference between good, so. something like goodness gracious me and say something like black, black Panther is black Panther has now been embedded into our culture. It is now a part of one of the biggest movie and I'm like using this word franchises in the world. It is a part of the Avengers. And again, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about how kids, not just black kids, but white kids wanted to dress up as black Panther. And for them, for these kids to grow up trying to understand this character and why he's such an important character, and why, why he's such a staple character <laughs> in yeah. Not just the Marvel universe, but in our world is such a big thing for these kids. And I think there's nothing, it's, it's difficult to compare whilst obviously goodness gracious me was uh, a big thing. I, 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 it's hard to compare something of Black Panther's magnitude to, do, do you know what I mean? I, it wasn't, it, well, I don't shit on your point, but. <laughs> no, 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 it's an important valid point. I think it's a really good point. I just wonder how long that feeling in those children will last. Will, will, it, will it get them through um, growing up and listening to day after day after day of bullshit from the polarized media in the United States telling them, this is how these people live. This is how these people live. Mm. This is these people's place in society. This is these people's place in society. Mm -hmm. Day after day yeah. after day. Yeah. I mean, how many times a week do you have to watch Black Panther to protect yourself from that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. Like, oh shit, I'm getting I'm feeling negative. I better watch Black Panther again. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a it's a difficult question. We don't know. You, you might, you know, your point might be very right and it might be so deeply embedded that people just get angry mm. and say, Can we bring some regulation into the media and let them stop being so partisan? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um or they might just become victims of it like so many people mm. have. All right. If you like that, hit subscribe and LSU collection. We're on Spotify, iTunes. Stitcher, Overcast, all your favorite podcast applications. Uh, I've been Garan. I've been Kusha. Thank you for listening. Bye. That sounds really creepy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> really creepy whispy. Bye. Oh, that's funny. I was going to hang up there for a second. <laughs> Just press the red button. Okay, done. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>